Hey everybody and welcome back to our channel. My name is Amir and we are joined today by Sean, Jamal, as well as Adam. Thank you so much for tuning in for all you returning people. We really appreciate you. And for all our new viewers, welcome. We're glad you came. Uh, yeah, we're going to kind of start off with the big news happening within the city of Atlanta. Uh, with them passing the that voter suppression law, whatever that they just passed. Oh, yeah. Passed. Uh, the MLB, the baseball moved their all-star game from Atlanta to another city. They took it out of Atlanta. So, uh, we can kind of dabble into sports a little bit so Amir doesn't get pissed off. But how do you guys feel about that? I feel like that's bigger than just sports in itself. Um, I think it's... I think it's important because this is the first time that we're really forcing corporations to like actually do something about, you know, like it was like, all right, yeah, yeah, did the black square last year. Like there's some shit, everyone step up. And, and I, I, I really appreciate that they point to Coke and Delta. Like they had to point to the, the major, the biggest companies yeah. and in the state too, which was, which are like, you know, if they, they hire the most, probably, probably the most people, but you know, so, so them, you know, it, the thing about corporations is that they're treated as entities as one person, but they're really treated as a block of people, right? So, um, so that, that typically corporations get a lot more power when it comes to lobbying. They get a lot more power when it comes to you know um, laws, and they get a lot more power when they when they step into you know the room with a politician or you know even talking to even talking to the public. So I think it's dope that finally we made these bitch ass companies like do something and step up. Um, Delta, Delta and Coke were actually praising the the, the, the voter um, law when it first went in because they, like everybody else, they thought it was some way to like make sure that there's no more fraud and like, but there was never fraud. You know what I'm saying? I, I understand like full, full, like pressure testing the system and making sure that there's no, there's, there's no issues, but they were making up issues in order to make up new laws that were only going to be more you know, affect, you know, poor people, you know, so it was, and black people too, so, and people, and people who were just, like, taking jobs that weren't here, right, so that's the other part of it too, was a lot of it was the mail-in ballots, they were pissed about that, because we have a lot of people who were overseas who voted in, you know, and they were pissed, so, um, you know, I think, I thought it was dope, man, like, I think it's dope, I think finally seeing corporations do something is dope, and I'm, I'm happy to see that, you know, the work of all the people who, you know, were out there doing a lot of stuff for, you know, states like Stacey Abrams and stuff like that. Their work is not going unnoticed, not only unnoticed, but, you know, not for not like yeah. a year later. Yeah, I see it as a continuation of everything that happened. Um, I believe it was during George Floyd and, and a lot of companies stepped forward and said that it was wrong and uh, everything of that nature. So I just think it's sports knowing that sports are so popular and that people pay attention to sports um, I believe that it's very powerful for someone like the MLB to say hey this is what's going on in Georgia we were going to bring our fans and our money to Georgia but because y'all want some host shit we decided to take our business elsewhere um, and that's a very powerful statement. I believe that um, the WNBA did it, the NBA did it um, last year, and there was a lot of different companies um, that stood out, especially after George Floyd. And that's when I had older white people that's at my jobs like, hey, things might actually change because I've never seen something like this before. 
uh, she's probably in her 60s and she said the tone feels completely different from what she's experienced in her old age as far as companies speaking out against um, certain types of behaviors. So um, I do appreciate the MLB. I want to see more stuff like this, but not only from um, sports, but I'll charge being artists. Uh, don't perform in Georgia. Don't do anything in anywhere that you feel like they're passing things that are going to take us backwards versus forwards. So that's my opinion about it. Yeah, uh, I'll just piggyback off of uh, one mirror real quick and Adam, I saw you. Um, so like, I think it's big that MLB did it because most companies, organizations, unless it hurts the dollar, they don't give a shit. And if we're going to pull away millions and millions of dollars, they're going to pay attention and actually look at the issues, uh, especially being a league that is predominantly white and Dominican. Black people don't give a shit about baseball, but to have that <coughs> have that league that is predominantly white and Dominican be like, nah, that's fucked up and that voter suppression shit, that means a lot that a big league like that is willing to stand up to the bullshit politician laws that are being passed. Like, we don't stand for that. We're gonna take all of our money out from, from what we're about to bring to you guys. So uh, I think it's big that they did it because now it's gonna bring even more eyes to the city, to the state, and realize what's actually happening here, uh, the voter suppression, uh, the systematic, this everything. It will just bring more lights to it to hopefully we get some change going on. I was gonna say what I was gonna say was in rebuttal to Amir. Um, I understand what he's trying to say though. Like I understand he's saying he's charging artists to do the same. My only my only question is I charge artists to find a, a more creative route. So instead of just sticking it to the government, stick it to them another way. Like still make the money, but just don't make the money where the where Georgia is allowed to get the the money. So maybe have a you know what I'm saying a concert right outside of the state of Georgia, like right on the edge. You know what I'm saying? Maybe make sure you have people that come out and they do come out but it's like somewhere where it's like it hurts Georgia and it's close enough and it can kind of be like a you know one of those things I think and two um I, like you're right I think the MLB you know saying something was big but they do have a very large like you said Latino um population and you know Latinos get hurt more by those voting laws than black people do right yeah. like in yeah. some instances in some, in some places as we saw in like California and in, tech, in Texas, when um, during the, the during the election last year, a lot of times they took out those those voter ballot boxes from Latino communities. You know, they weren't taking you know Latino and Native American communities. They weren't taking them from the black community necessarily because they knew black people were gonna take that shit. Like not. So um, I, I think all good points for both of you guys. Uh, I just wanted to say, like, um, the governor is holding, holding tight on his, um, his election bill. So, like, all of that, all the businesses that you said are voicing their opinion, he's equally going around doing a, um, uh, what do you call that? Like a rollout? Not a rollout. Well, I guess it is a rollout for a bill, but he's going on his little press run saying that <clears throat> the bill isn't what everybody thinks it is yeah. when we really know what it is. But <clears throat> basically saying that it expands uh, voting rights and it expands, it strengthens voter uh, voting safety 
when, like Adam said, it was based on a lie. So um, that's important. Um, just what's in the build too itself. <clears throat> it changes a couple of things. Like, what does it do? It limits um, the absentee. Like the state had, I think six weeks prior to election or six months prior to election to send out ballots. Now they only have a limited amount of time. I think it's like 29 days during election days. Um, they took away uh, ballot boxes, number of ballot boxes. Like it can't be a lot of ballot boxes. It And it also expands ballot boxes in rural areas. That's why he's allowed to get away and say, well, look, I'm expanding it to a point. I think they also added um, a couple days to weekend weekend voting. Mm-hmm. So they did that. So that they also added them... police to monitor the ballot boxes as well. And, and then they asked <laughs> legal to give food and water at the yeah. voting. Yeah. Uh, food and water in line, can't do that. And then it has um, an ID requirement along with what they already had, which was a signature matching they added that you need a copy form of some form of ID. I think, I don't, I want to say it's two, but I think maybe just a driver's license account, but you, you need to send that in with your mail-in ballots. So, yeah, so basically, um, it helps the rural, this bill really helps the rural areas. And, and it takes uh, power away from the, um, Secretary of State, yeah. And I think the Georgia Assembly will get to choose who they want to run the election, which is probably the biggest eye-opener in the whole thing. But, yeah, so, I don't know. So you'll have people on each side saying it expands it, it, it strengthens it, and then people on the other side saying, so, not nah, bullshit. So it seems they added some things to expand it, but they threw in some shit to weaken it as well. And probably the uh, majority black and Hispanic areas, they're going to be limiting the polling places, taking away the stuff, and making the restrictions harder to vote. So It's mainly just poor. Um, I don't even... I know that it's racially based in some parts and some aspects, but I also think it's going to um, limit some of the poor whites that are in some of these rural areas without transportation and all this other type of stuff because I'm not going to name where I work, but I do work with a lot of people from these rural, weird parts of Georgia um, and they don't have resources. Um, (laughs) But yeah, no, it's just, they just need a lot of things and so it's not only damaging for the Democrat side, but it's also damaging the Republicans as well, these bills. I don't, see, I don't think it's damaging the Republican side at all. I think, nah, cause, cause you gotta remember, even in like Atlanta, like parts of DeKalb County are Republican too, like certain districts, like Gwinnett, certain they have Republican districts, right? So it's 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 just limiting. It's trying to focus on their forgotten base type of way. Um, they, but I mean, they have some other things on in the bill. Like they have more resources for precincts that if the if they go around, I guess they have a monitor that goes around, and if the um, precinct is longer than an hour, then they 
have to divert resources to open another precinct or make sure the line is under an hour type shit. So it's it's a weird bill. Like they were talking about this like six months back. I was listening to wherever I was listening to it. And the things that they were saying were crazy at first. Like this bill is tame compared to what they were talking about. They were talking about no Saturday voting, no Sunday voting at first. They were talking about some wild, wild stuff and, and just taking away um, and then talking about maybe four forms of ID. Like nobody has that many forms of ID with absentee ballots. Like the bill could have been really, really crazy. Um, it's still kind of crazy, but I don't know. It just comes to show. I think we can still get the job done regardless. Yeah, we just still got to go out in numbers. We know what we have to do. They're going to put up their barriers. We'll still wait. We did it last time. We'll do it again. And it just comes to show you that the game is rigged and not in our favor. That they, they lost the state one time and they're like, nah. Never, never again. And look at all this shit. It scared them. Yeah, they're like, nah, never again. We're going to get this shit back and we're going to make it so it can never change again. So I can only imagine the shit that we're not even seeing that they're trying to get through (laughs) to the shit that we are seeing that's getting through. So they want it back. It's clear. And they're going to try to do whatever they can to make sure that they can get Georgia back to being uh, a red state. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like when you when you um, especially in uh, African American history, when you try to put up hurdles uh, against a certain people or community, we usually tend to um, persevere and overcome. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, It just takes time, though. It it takes time, but eventually, eventually. There's a collective consciousness to where it's like enough is enough and we're going to do what it takes. I mean, history proves that. So I have faith. Um, I don't I think mean, that this bill is going to hold any type of particular thing down. If if things need to be changed, history proves that we can change it. I mean, but we, that that's what Stacey Abrams' whole thing was about. She made it easy for people to vote, you know, get, get on the voting rolls, right? And then... They saw it worked way too well, and then they moved the goalposts. So, mm-hmm. according to your your analogy, if you do succeed, they're willing to move the goalposts again. On you again. Oh, so, of course. <laughs> we just gotta keep a, jumping higher. That's like how hard is that? In in the keep jumping higher thing, like the thing is like like white people and like the people in power, right? That's white. People. Be careful. Be careful. I mean, it's, I mean, it's true, but people in power have been... <laughs> I mean, whatever. But at the same time, like, by constantly moving the goalposts and constantly making it more difficult and having this jump higher, we just lose more people. Like, yeah, we, yeah, we, the cream of the crop does come to the top. It will. But also, through that whole process, the mental, the mental anguish that we go through, a lot of people, they, they, they buy, sometimes people change, you know? And I think that's the real reason why after the 60s and the 70s, why we lost so much of our political and social power. Um, I don't say power, so our social power probably, we're probably gaining it back, but our political power has largely like, like dissipated as far as like, who's the leader? Like who's leading what? Like who we go to, right? Um, and part of that is because like, you know, we, we lost so many leaders. So we do have a lot of people, we do have a lot of confusion in the black community. And that's the reason why in past elections, we've had people be able to like, you know, Russia be able to come in and 
tell us like don't fuck with Hillary. Don't you know? Don't don't vote for this person. The crime bill makes the crime bill such a central part piece of what it was. And like, yeah, Hillary wasn't that much better than Trump, but like, like Trump was trash, like for real. And Biden might be a little bit better than Hillary in this in an instance because like she, she wasn't forefront on that bill necessarily, but she was. But he was there. He was there just just as much. So um, I think we. I think. I think outside of, I think we need two things. I think we need to re, rehaul the, the party system. Black people you know, or like minorities altogether, like that rainbow coalition shit, we need to start our own rainbow coalition political party, maybe. Secondly, I think um, we do, I think we need to stop allowing the goalposts to be, like, we, that's the part, right? Like, we gotta focus on that. So as we keep allowing the goalposts to move, we can't, it's harder to move our whole culture forward when we can only get a couple people in, you know? Right? So, um, I, I think something needs to change. Um, I don't, I don't have the answers. I just know I hate the way the system is currently. Um, and then also like, we also need to get more invested too. It's like, I think as a, as a people, especially poor people, they don't really have the means, the understanding and the necessarily the desire to really focus on local elections most of the times. That's really where the most of the work is going to be done, right? Like, yeah. like, like let's see what they did. I'm trying to tell niggas. I'm trying to tell y'all. The local election is the power. Well, people yeah. don't have, the people don't have the, the time to go to, you know, six elections in a year or vote four times a year or even have the daycare, the, you know what I'm saying? Six or the interest. Let's keep it simple. It's a, it's the interest. Uh, see, but that's the thing. Just yeah. because you don't hear it on the nightly world news don't make it any less more important to you. Yeah. Just because you hear Trump say some crazy shit about bleach and uh, lights and all that craziness, and you're like, oh, hell no, he can't be a leader. Like, there's somebody in your local government speaking just like just that. Or worse. So or worse. Or especially Mar- in Georgia. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Her name is. That QAnon bitch is crazy. Like, she's... Yeah. Not, but see, know. we don't have we don't have the voting power because she's her district votes for her. And her no. district is just like her. No, for sure. But Rome, I think Georgia... But part, but part of that whole local, I think part of that whole new political system and that local like refocusing on politics, I think black people need to strategically move to Rome, Georgia. No, they can have it. <laughs> I mean, we need to redevelop some areas. Like we might need to take, a, we might need a couple states behind us. Like we need a black, no. uh, like a black, true black state. I think I think Texas would be prime because it's like it's black and Mexican as fuck, and and empty as fuck. We'll get mad electoral votes. You know what I'm saying? We'll like Texas. If black people move to Texas in droves, some shit will go down. Like, how many black people are in America? Thirteen percent. I know it's the percentage, but how how does that break out? Forty five million, maybe, maybe a hundred million at the most. No, that's just look, let's look it up. Can't, look it up. Look can't it up. be a hundred. be like forty five. No, probably, that's my guess. People? Yeah, forty five million. Yeah, at least, at least okay, okay, here, Google. Yeah. How many people are there in the United States? Endorsement, endorsement. 300 million. The population of the United States of America, United States was 328,239,523. Okay, so, and then let's do the, any set of, any set of percentage was 13%? 13%. So that's calculated. Okay, Google, what is, what is 13% of 328.2 million? The answer is 42,666,000. Damn, damn, you good. 
Goddamn. <laughs> You're good. Anyway, anyway um, yeah, I, I, I think if you move 45 million people to Texas, I still don't think that would be good. Maybe. 45 million. Maybe like 4 million. You think 4 billion people would change Texas from red to blue? I think I think if you if you get if you get enough black people there, enough Latino people there, mm-hmm. enough like I'm doing my whole Raven coalition, I'm just black people, period. I think I don't think black oh, people okay. like I don't think we have the numbers specifically to do that. I mean, especially if like there's some great migration from like Montana and stuff like that, like we we lost. Like white people just like they just they stare all up in the Midwest. So if we but if we you like, you know what I'm saying? I think so the biggest things like the, um, like the Black Panther Party and everybody was talking about was just like even even King, right? So you got to a point where he started talking about Rainbow, Rainbow Coalition too, right before he was assassinated, right? It's the reason they assassinated him when they talk about us coming together. So yeah, I mean, I think I, I know it's not going to happen come soon. I know it's going to be I know it's going to happen like low key. It's not going to it's not going to be something televised. We're going to see a bunch of black and brown people moving to one one place. But like look at Southern California, like that's pretty much a black ass like. State like if if very liberal how it was, then like California could be you know if California was split up into the three states like it wanted to that like a couple years ago, so the southern part of California would be black and Hispanic as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The northern parts would be white, of course, but like I think so. But more my point is just like we need to like we need to focus on a stronghold and like we need a base. Um, that's good. My answer to this bill would be to keep doing what um, what's her name was doing. Um, yeah, I, I and and I'm I'm like the new generation, like our generation, millennials. Like we didn't give a fuck about politics. We didn't do. We didn't care about none of that. We saw a black president. We voted. Honestly, most of us. Some of us did were interested, but. <laughs> <laughs> Very quickly, but this this Guilty. new generation, I feel like this new generation is all about politics, you know, it, whether it be their like and uh, it's environmental. It's because it's on their phone and they're on their phone twenty four seven now. So they I can, think they're more emotional creatures. This these new children, like they're so like I'm this and I'm but that, they care, but they care, they care, they're they care. care. Yeah, they they're care. gonna use their power. They're in tune with what's going on because they're on yeah. their phone 24 hours and a we day. Can't, and we can't deny that they were a big part of moving Georgia to blue. And that was because yeah. Stacey Abrams struck the colleges out here, which Georgia's a huge college yeah. sedate. So. And, and the only way, only way for uh, you know probably minorities to really be able to make it or really get to do reparations and the, the right treatment that, they, that we deserve is through emotional intelligence, right? Like I think emotional intelligence is the last thing we're missing. We have the scientific, mm-hmm. we went through the scientific revolution. We've been through enlightenment. We've been through so many different phases. We have the drive. Yeah, we never yeah. had that point where we were just like, yo, like let's deal with the mental issues that we have that have stemmed and created other issues and work on those. Like, like look at the Cold War. Like the Cold War just went out because niggas just were just like, we don't know. So we ain't gonna talk to them. We ain't gonna talk to us. We just be prepared just in case. Like if niggas would have talked, if that whole generation would have talked, America probably would have stayed the stayed the motherfucking superpower. Like no more superpower. But we were focused on we were focused on Soviet Union so long. China was just like, whoop. We were like, oh shit, China here. Mm. I also think that uh, to piggyback off what Adam said, I've been doing a lot of like soul searching, and I I feel like the whole pandemic I've been doing that. But anyways. 
Um, yeah, I've listened to a lot of very, um, I don't even know how to put it, credible people who say that emotional intelligence is our last, like, step towards getting to that to that point that we're trying to, which is getting closer and closer to God um, in a specific aspect, uh, physically and mentally. And so as I prepare my mind and as I meditate and as I do different things on a daily basis, I see myself, you know, ascending and rising. And that's why I said that the generation below us, uh, they're very emotional creatures. They're very in tune with the different energies and the different things that go on in the world. So I believe that like I've always believed that as each generation dies out, humanity will be pushed forward um, until the point where we have to be knocked down again. Um, it's a great filter. I was, about to, <laughs> I was about to go into biblical times, but we're not going to go there. But yeah, I just really think that that's the last point of ascension. And once we get there, there. We'll, be, we'll be good. <laughs> it's Easter. You can go there. <laughs> almost went there. I, <laughs> I almost went there. The shit was in me, boy. That's pretty much what Jesus was was preaching right like emotional intelligence he was just like all right like i realized like we're all the same people we you know it's all one under god god loves you so that was basically he was preaching with emotional intelligence more than anything else um that's what gets that's what's gonna get us closer to god and as far as a our spiritual spiritual way as far as living that but us understanding technology and stuff like that got us closer as far as like being able to be like understand what god did Right. right, the mechanics behind it, right? Like how how everything went down because even getting into gene splicing and things like that, like I said, our goal, even if we don't understand it um, in a day-to-day basis, is always to get closer to as a as a as a super species, not like as a singular human, but our whole entire objective as as humans is to get closer to that life form, right? And like Adam was saying about the technological side that is getting us closer to making um the different things that we needed in order to survive as human species like like i said everything that we have as tools we replicated from internal molecular machines that we didn't even know existed like if y'all look it up the flagellum motor is the same thing that propels cells through the body, but we didn't like know that until we had... on this podcast, you mentioned the Because people don't <laughs> understand how real that shit at point, is. At this point, we all get it at this point. <laughs> if they've been paying attention, but if not, welcome to welcome to my world. We are replicating ourselves outwardly, and so once we get to the point of creating humanity and having emotional intelligence, I don't know. Welcome to the Flagellum Motor Podcast. <laughs> Look it up, Molecular Machines, Flagellum Motor. Motor. Called the Molecular Machines. Comment podcast. below. Let's talk about the similarities. Sponsored by the human body. Let's keep it alive. Um, <laughs> uh, with that, I guess that's enough politics. Uh, I think as far as politics, though, I would want to stay a point for how quiet it is during this presidency. It's so peaceful, right? Like, I don't give a shit about Biden. It's like, on, it's like politics are on autopilot. Like, Biden is Biden. I trust him. Ideally, this now. is how you will want the presidency to be. Like, you know, they're working in the background, hopefully in the benefit of you. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and, they're doing and, something. And the 
only time he comes up, the only time you see Biden come on TV was to do his first addressing of what was it the whatever the fuck he did like two weeks ago like his first news conference I think that's the proper term and then him announcing shit like oh you're gonna get your stimulus we have not seen <laughs> and oh, that's so weird because it's supposed to be like that the most preposterous thing he's done is fall down the steps getting on Air Force One. That was hilarious. <laughs> don't, don't play my man Joe like that after he gave us the money, though. But like, that, that shit was hot. So that shit was hilarious. Did you see? Did uh, you know, fall down a couple of stairs <laughs> and that be the worst thing. That's then, it. Okay, I'm did, with you. Did you see? Um, someone made like a, a short like meme of it where he was going up the steps, but it was like a Mario Kart character next to him, and he was going <laughs> up the steps and he dropped bananas behind him. <laughs> he just slipped on the bananas. <laughs> oh, yeah. But 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 no, this is how you will want your presidency to be. Oh. But he's, he's, he gets shit done, I'm not gonna lie. That he's vaccine rollout seems smooth, at least from the federal level. The states have some issues, but even that, and he's spending money, man. Biden does not give up. He's writing checks. You know what, what he's doing? What he's doing, and I'll let Jamal take over, is usually when the Republicans have power, they seem to just have like a blank check for whatever the fuck they want to do. But as soon as the Democrats get power, that's when they're like super tight on budget and shit like that. So, <laughs> so now Biden's like, nah, fuck that. We can do whatever we want because we have the majority like y'all bastards did for all them years and we're just gonna do what we have to do to get shit right. Am I right in saying that, Jamal? Because I know I'm not the... I, I, I think you're <laughs> correct. Yeah, exactly. Like, Trump blew up the, um, the deficit, right? And then nobody was saying shit. Like anything this man wanted, the only reason he didn't get more shit is because he couldn't reach that 60, 60 vote threshold. Yeah. yeah. So, and now that Biden's coming around rolling up the big ass numbers, it's like, what What are we doing? What are we doing? When you guys did the same thing. At the end you of the day, I like it, man. I like it. He has nothing to lose. Like day, I, I'm kind of happy that our president is as old in in his politics as he is. He's just like, look, I have an agenda. This is my plan one. Y'all are not going to rush me into step two. When we finish step one, we'll get to step two. Don't ask again. Yeah. And he's being ruthless because he doesn't have to worry about his political career career after this. He's old as shit. Yeah. There's yeah, nothing done, for him after this. He doesn't this. give a fuck. He's like. He's done. I still see the chill. baton pass for uh, Kamala Harris to end up as like president, maybe within this first term. Like I still see it. He might finish it out, but I do he see him on. maybe stop think, stepping think, down and know, like, man. yo, finish out the two years. I got shit under control. Here you go, make so. some history. I think he might try and do all eight, bro, till till life I think he's gonna try to do all eight. It's a wrap. I don't think if he's Queen, making, He said if Queen Elizabeth can he, do it, he only got four. You only got four in him. Four. <laughs> so I, don't know. I don't know. He goes, hey man, he fell down the steps five times and got back up, right back up. So he's any regular eighty years old? 
You know, no, he, he does have like the, the the presidential drugs and shits now. So yeah, because yeah. you know you know they had they had different shit. Because when Trump was uh, had Kobe. the COVID shit, no was talking about his experimental sure. mix and shit, and he was good after like a day or two. So yeah. imagine what he's getting, and he wasn't. I mean, he's older. He's much older than what Trump was. So imagine and what they're giving. He's not much older. I think, what, what is what, he? Four Trump years? Is 78, right? Yeah, Trump's old. Going back to the money thing, for Biden, the past was 1.7 uh, trillion. trillion fucking recovery deal. I think he called it the American Recovery Act or something. And then for him to turn around and try and do an infrastructure. Uh, 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 back uh, to an back? American instru- yeah, an American infrastructure deal for $2.2 billion? Trillion? He's, trying, no. he's trying to go down and like, the books like, it yo, up. I'm trying to fix some shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> but it makes sense. Like, I would, I would be doing the same thing because he's running up. He's running the fuck up. Sign as many executive orders as you want to, bro. You're out of here. Like, do it. Filibuster, no filibuster. Like, get it, get, get the shit done. And I really believe in the infrastructure plan because when you look around the world, America is literally behind as fuck. Like, you look at our buildings and you look at our skyscrapers and shit, and then you go to Dubai or you go to. Uh, an Asian country. It's just like, why the fuck? Even go to in, London. You even go to London. They're living in twenty. They're living in twenty thirty two, and we're living in twenty twenty one. So, with so the, same the feedback fucking of fucked that, up. Would you say that that's because our education system sucks so much? No, 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 no. Well? We have geniuses here that come from other countries. We, we, yeah, we, can, we can recruit other from countries. other places. Hmm? I, thought, I think it's. I think. I think it's. Uh, Amir's right. It's America's lack of spending. Into they're not investing. <laughs> they're, not they're not investing. Think, they're not investing in the next think, best think, t- technology. America runs so runs so deep with their like um what's 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 it with their marketing? I'm not marketing, but with capitalism, they expect for the companies to build the infrastructure they need and then bring America up. When there's like no spending going down in states or cities or none of that. Right? And then there's no incentive. Why would I, as a business owner, produce the most efficient, eco-friendly skyscraper with neon lights that glow in the dark? And there's no incentive for me as a as a business owner. I'm going to build me a regular ass skyscraper to do my business, get this money, and keep it moving. So there has to be incentive. There has to be money available for people to invest into their corporations to build the next best shit with the toilet seats that go up by itself and shit. Like that's what businesses need because they're not going to do it themselves. I wouldn't unless I was just like a multi-billionaire and was just flexing on niggas like look at my skyscraper shit on y'all that's what happens in, that's what happens in a lot of countries though you just got billionaires just like you know what let's turn this bitch up and they hire all the best expatriates from America yeah all that shit in Dubai all that some of that shit in China and that's what, yeah that's why we can do it here we can get them yeah. we can get them fly them over here's how much we paying you what you want yen USD <laughs> I, I think also, but America is also facing there's a lot of t- there's a lot of conversations, right? Like, I think we've been to I think as the most powerful country, we've been through too many um, recessions in the last couple decades, too many bubbles too, um, yeah. too many stock market fluctuations, 
where um, there hasn't been really really been a focus on that that level of infrastructure. It's been more on um, you know other other areas such as healthcare and other areas that are, that are dying out. Um, you know, we also have like we have too many issues. Like the middle class is just—I mean, it was not really a middle class, but it's disappearing now. Shrinking, right? Um, the healthcare puts you in debt. Um, no one really has any retirement blanket because like the poor can't save, and Medicare and everything's gone away because they can't. That's another thing he's doing. Not to cut you off, but that healthcare. He's fucking like revitalized fucking Obamacare. We was about to not have Medicare, y'all. Like all of us, like we were, like they were pretty much been cut off right before we turned 65. Mm-hmm. So um, we were about to be out of Medicare, which is shitty because like not all of us, is, like we maybe not all of us are gonna have our retirement money. We need to, to rely, rely on Medicare to fill in those gaps for, for car insurance and for you know a Medicare Part B where we pay for our for our, our medicine like supplies that. and stuff. Yeah. So it's it's so and then also in those other countries. They don't really give a fuck about the low class people. Like they be like, "All right, get them out of here." Like they're yeah. messing shit up. Like they just push them somewhere else. Like so, a lot, a lot of the issues, like because of, like, because of like Abu Dhabi is becoming like more like. So the Abu Dhabi too is like it's a very stark difference. Like you go there and like you see all this new construction, but you go other places and it's like a desert. It's like they're trying to build something up. China, same thing, right? Like China has its metropolises. So you got other cities that are built up and have no one living here. Yep. It's really weird. Right? Ghost, ghost like, towns. Yeah, they built so, so that's the other thing about infrastructure projects. So like you gotta build it with the domain, right? And just because you have people who are or who don't have living, don't have or have opportunities that can go take there, I don't mean opportunities don't go there. There's no incentive, it's no there's also no incentive for those companies to go there. Like you said, we've been waiting for the companies to go there because that at least incentivizes people to follow the company because there's money to be made. When, it, when governments typically make those infrastructure projects and there's no other like relationship, no partnership with corporations like that, there's not enough to entice people to go there. So the infrastructure projects go for not. Like you got a lot of a lot of parks, and you know during the, you know pandemics like that, like they were t- Trump was trying to take away half of those parks. Like he was like, "Yo, give that shit to somebody else. We need to sell this shit off." Like for yeah. real. Like yeah, you guys saw Puerto Rico too. Like you know what I'm saying? It's a it was he was a weird president. But um it's about the was, bottom line, about the money. Yeah, he's trying to take it to him. He's trying, he's trying to run it. So America's pretty pretty much not like a casino. Right? Like, like you got winners, you got losers. Okay. You got what you got billionaires sitting next to poor people. You know, they just give everybody drinks and now everybody keep drinking Kool-Aid until you until you win. So that's what we're all wait, we're all waiting to hit our slot. I'm hitting my shit too. Hell yeah. Fuck me. <laughs> all this money on the table. But numbers say that we're not all going to hit it. And numbers say we're not going all going to hit it at the same level. Right? So although that we're all, we are also making more money, the amount of wealth compared to the richest people are widening too. Widening too. So a lot of people who came out of the like, you know, low, low income to like middle income, middle, you know, class stuff, so the gap is getting larger. So it is thinning out. So the gap is coming like this and it's getting more spread out this way, right? Like the a dumbbell, right? Huh? Like a dumbbell, right? The bell curve? Yeah. I mean, it's getting flatter at the top and it's thinning out. What he's, he's saying is the dumbbell is that the middle class is like the shrinking part in the middle oh, and then okay. it's the lower class is getting bigger and then the wealthier people are getting bigger while the middle class is getting stretched out. 
Yeah, it's kind of more like a dungeon. So where, where are they going? It's either, it's either, either the middle class is getting richer or, getting or the richer. middle class is getting poorer. While the middle class is actually getting thinned out. So you <clears> basically <throat> fall to either side while it's thinning out. What happens without a middle class? Uh, America you falls. have two sides. You have, uh, <laughs> you have less spending. So the economy typically falters. Poor people can't have enough money to really buy a lot of products. Rich people don't buy products. They invest. That's the reason why they're rich. You get the middle class or the people who are trying to get to the next level or look like they're getting to the next level. They're the ones that spend more money on average. So, um... Without the middle class, that's basically the end of the economy. The whole capitalism system is based on a thriving middle class. We don't have a thriving middle class. That's it. Either we're either going to be either going to be a great revolution, which is what something we've always talked about. It's always talked about in like you know Marxism and other like um, uh, political and financial theories. Is that eventually the poor are going to be like, yo, like they got ninety percent of the assets. But there's more of us, right? <laughs> and they want to be like, yo, we need to redistribute. That's what happened in Cuba. That's what happened in, um, you know, so many other countries. Um, and eventually, it's just, it's just, it's not sustainable. So, but the, and the only way to sustain it would be to have somebody like a, um, a Putin type. That's what Trump was idolizing him. Um, also, like a Kim Jong type. Yeah. Those dictators, they're just like, fuck it. That's what it is. You either die or you. You follow the laws or you die. We rich too. You can be as rich as you want. A lot of people in those Chinese countries don't. They're rich as hell. They get picked by by the Chinese government to be, you know, maybe the new, um, you know, the new, you know, leader over us another province or a country that they're trying to take over. Um, and then, but they they can't do anything, right? Because it's not their decision. They just have to be in their castle and just they're more puppet heads. So. We, we're seeing that a lot more often in some countries. America does it all the time too. Um, but yeah, man. Unless we, unless we, and and, and I, I feel like also I'm getting on the tangent. I'm talking too much. But <laughs> I feel like also the middle class is a is a is, it's a lie. I feel like it's a it's a political thing that we use to keep people into the system of the casino, right? Or like keep paying, keep putting your money in because eventually you're gonna hit it. That's the dream. It's like if you're not low class, you're missing middle class. And the idea, the whole basis of middle class too is based off credit too. Like, and that's part. Of, that's what. That's what started. Pretty much started the the stock market decline before. Is like everybody was using. Um, what's that shit they got on Robin Hood now? Did they have on what? Robin Hood. You can borrow money. Oh, oh options. The margins or whatever? No, it's called, huh? Margins? Margins. So that's what happened in the stock market before. It's like the stock market was this thing that everybody was like, hey, we, we got margin. You can, you can, what you can do is you can borrow this margin, buy your stocks now. When the stock goes up, you can cash it out, pay us back. You just gotta pay a little Shit sounds back. horrible. Stock market crashed. Banks couldn't, bank, everybody was sending their money out. Banks don't have that money on hand. All that money they take, they invest it everywhere else. Yeah. Right, so they don't actually have your money. It's just a figure that said we owe you this much. Yeah. When everybody went to go get their money out, they were like, "We ain't got it. We got. We owe something too. Like y'all defaulted on the money that we borrowed to y'all. Actually, the the bank the bank takes your money and then borrows it back. Right. So everybody borrowed money and nobody paid their loans. Everybody defaulted. The whole the whole country just went down. So what you're seeing now is what they're, they get they're bailed out. Huh? They get bailed. They get bailed out. 
things always get bailed out. Like that's and that's part of it, right? It's like it's being it's like being in the casino. If the high roller loses, he doesn't actually lose his money. He gets he gets they lend him more money. They're too big to fail. It's we're running like a casino. America's run like a casino basically. Mm-mm. The options you got plenty of tables. The house always wins. The house is always gonna win. <laughs> Michael Rappaport versus KD. Uh, I wanna see that. that. I didn't see it. I want to talk about that bullshit. You're going to be ranting by yourself. All three of us didn't see Let's do it. Did you see it? Oh, yeah, I know. Kevin went off, but Mike Ford shouldn't have been fucking said that shit out. Exactly. <laughs> he he should have leaked it. Yeah, he right, should have leaked that, that shit. Yeah. I also did this yeah. week, when he said I was homophobic, outside of him being like, you probably... Did he say uh, that word? So no. can somebody explain the story to me? I'm lost. I don't know what's Your happening. Your husband, Larry... So, so Michael Rappaport is a he's an actor. He's an actor in commentator podcasting now, I guess. Who has been famous from he got mostly famous from being in respected movies. Um, but he, he he's a white man. He always talks about black culture like in every form, like sports, hip hop. So he's like, I love that shit. I know I know that shit. And like, but he's like, I think he's from Boston, maybe New York, maybe New York. But um, I know this guy. Yeah. yeah, he, yeah. You know, Michael. Yeah. But basically, he said something about Kevin Durant being soft, um, how they basically, you know, the Nets playing with everybody who's like, he's soft. Kevin Durant, which he always does, we know he uses burning accounts and other stuff to, to respond to people. And he to, just got to chill, man. He, he, he wasn't the burner account, though. When I see you, I can't wait to speak to you, face when I see you. I'm going to beat you up, square up, like, it's on site. You a bitch, like you a pussy. I'm a spit like, in your face. <laughs> but like everybody's been calling Kevin Durant pussy for years, so like, it's, so it must be true because his emotions. He he really was. He's probably no for sure. He's definitely like emotional. sensitive. 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 Yeah, because for somebody to even respond, like first of all, this guy's a comedian. I don't take a comedian serious. Is he, I mean, this is comedian. He's not really that funny though. He's, he's, he's not. He, he's he's not that funny, but I I think he's I I think what he says out of his mouth is comical. I don't think it's serious. He's a white guy who thinks he's black all the time. That's all he does. He, do he rap. Yeah, but that's it. He, but what, if you see him in any movie, like like he, does he do any comedy stand up? I haven't seen any comedy stand up really. He doesn't do stand up. But he does. He acts in comedic movies. I know that. And then usually yeah. he acts like a white guy who's like thinks. He's Maybe that, that's why I think he's a com- comedian because he's, fun, he's, he's just funny. Probably, I mean, he does. He does. He rants on on social media, so you've seen one or two of his rants. Yeah, I've seen a couple. Um, I just, I just feel like in KD's, um, I don't think he should have did it. Uh, because at the end of the day. Um, this life is about perception, and perception is key. So, him it could also be the perception podcast too. <laughs> I think what we have here is the there is some man cold kind of broken. Like, what's what's in the DMs? What you say to me in your DMs? Like, if we're beefing, don't go send that to your fucking publicist to post that shit online. Like, you can handle that without the whole world fucking know what we're talking about. If you guys really by Kevin Durant, who's you know he's not gonna do shit. So these were DMs that were screenshotted and posted intentionally. Yeah. yeah. For so Michael Michael Rappaport, uh, I found some of the tweets and Katie was like, "You a bitch, you know, while spinning your face, meet me here, just do this, blah blah." And then he screenshotted that and posted that, and that's how the world basically saw it. And uh, 
KD was basically, his apology was like, I'm sorry the world had to see me talk like that. Basically saying like, I don't care, but y'all wasn't supposed to see this, so like, I'm sorry y'all yeah, had to. Yeah, so had does this guy have a movie coming out or something? No. 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 So he just did it for no reason? He just was yeah, like, oh, so, this is what me and KD's talking about. So, so it, it, stemmed, it stemmed off an interview with uh, uh, Chuck uh, and, and KD and he, I guess he didn't, uh, Rappaport didn't like the way that he answered the question and KD was coming back off of that. And then, uh, after he's, you know, uh, KD was like, you a bitch even care how I do an interview. All you do is cocksuck other men for attention. Uh, Trump didn't pay attention to your sorry ass. So now you want to use everybody else to get views and laughs. Your life is a joke. You fucking pale cocksucker. Go get, go get some sun is fucking with your brain, you piece of shit. And then... Okay. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. And, and Rappaport, he was like, go help some kids in Brownsville, Brooklyn, and stop being a fucking puss. Like, they were just going back and forth at it, but you don't have to post that shit for the world. And, you know, he got fined 50K for it by the NBA. You know, he probably could lose Which some is sponsors. Not it's nothing, but you know he could lose some sponsors potentially. He probably like childish. Lose some sponsors. I'm he pretty sure he's fucking childish. So, Why even go back and forth with another adult? Listen, yeah, what's the fucking KD purpose of that shit? K- yeah, so KD is known to do that. Unfortunately, he used to do it with burner accounts, so people can't point him out as him. But people been calling him he has out. A bad track record with yeah. being soft. Yeah. <laughs> And people have been calling him out about using the burners. Now he's like, oh, I'm just going to do that with my real shit. And this is what basically got. So it's like. The thing with PD is like, if you see somebody, just, just feed them. Like, you don't got to be like, oh, like, niggas love doing that too. Hey, when I see you, though. When, when I, I see, see you, you dog. <laughs> you calm down, you see the person, you be like, hey. It's like, yeah, he's not going to do nothing to my grab before. He's like, security, get him. Get him. <laughs> So yeah, man, it's it's stupid. That's just to me. That's just like pettiness gone too far between that back and forth shit on yeah. both of their parts was uh, very sad. Fellas. It was stupid. That's childish teenager shit. And if you guys can handle it like men, handle it like men. And so what, that one thing I'm, I'm, I have to say about LeBron, LeBron, LeBron would not even would respond not say to this none guy. of that shit. His shit would just sit in his DM. Yeah. With the little eye emoji, like I seen this right. nigga. <laughs> seen, seen. Yeah, I seen, seen this nigga. Like, <laughs> I want to say something else. Michael Rappaport was like, he tried to cop a plea and be like, I didn't mean for it to go up this bad. But yeah, I saw that. To, I was like, man, shut the fuck up. You already did what you did, first of all. Yeah. Secondly, like you act like you down with the culture and you understand what it is. He basically was snitched. As soon as something happens, you want to cop out and be like, hey. This time, how I talk to my like, shut the fuck up, Michael Rappaport. Yeah. Like, I don't even want to hear that shit. Yeah, that's gonna for him. He's just basically burned a bunch of his bridges for people who wants to, you know. Sometimes he go on those sports shows and fucking, you know, he Can't talks about no more. Oh no, all that shit is over because like, if we're gonna talk to you about this and you're getting, 
input from other people. Who's gonna want to talk to you if you're gonna leak all this shit? Yeah, I don't even want to do business with a nigga like that. If they say one bad thing about you, you're gonna go and leak all your information he had on. So he like he, he basically burned himself in that way. Damn. In his future so they were sensitive as fuck. To be there's honest. No, yeah, there's no winners in. No winner. No this. winners in this situation. Nah, no, no, nobody looks good. Nobody came up on the other person. Nobody looks worse <laughs> than the other person. In the, in the words of Puff about ten years ago, no bitch assness, man. Yeah. <laughs> that was basically all this came up to was a bunch of bitch assness. Especially when you already have, especially when you already have the clout, nigga. Like you already, you're already benefited from society. So like, why are you going out here making an ass of yourself, showing yeah. how immature you really are? Like nobody want to do business with you. Bro. Well, I just talk about your pussy and then tell them. <laughs> and then tell on them. <laughs> you like, pussy. Oh, 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 here. Oh, me, everybody. Like shut the fuck up, my girl. That's my thing. Was just like. If you was going, if you going to snitch, just snitch. Don't act like you're part of the game and then run and tell everybody. Rich people be fucked up too, though. To be honest, like rich people be like on like drugs or like really good alcohol. Or... And it's kind of like this white privilege too. It's like yeah. I'm telling a black, a big black man, like what the fuck does that mean, bro? Like what the fuck? Like yeah. I want him all the way out of here. I, I've never really respected him right before in person. Mm-hmm. No. Now I'm done with him. I'm just like get, the, get him the fuck out of here. He doesn't add anything to the conversation. If anything, he makes things like annoying, and then now he's just making he's making shit worse. He, he's like the person in like one of those corny movies who's just there to try to add like some comedic value whenever he's on the screen. Is like, oh, this nigga gonna try to tell me a joke, like make me laugh. Like that's when I see him as like I see like a failed comedian yeah. trying to do other shit. His, his best movie was like Deep Blue Sea. Get this motherfucker out of here, and <laughs> his ass should have been left in the '90s with that movie. So, (laughs) deepest, bluest, my hat is like a shark's fin. Let's move on. Um, (laughs) That actually kind of, did you guys see what uh, Paul Pierce live streamed that is crib like the other day? That just made me think all that. Like, he was smoking weed, he had strippers, like, on live, and he's like telling other strippers, you need to be over here. So do you think anything's gonna come from that? I mean, he's he's on ESPN. I, like I, saw, I heard ESPN is uh, doing it, and I don't know if it's true. I've seen a meme. Is it a meme? I don't no, it's know. a video. But I've seen it. I've seen it online that they might be uh, investigating the situation or whatever. Investigating the situation. He turned up at the crib. No mask in the video. They're probably more concerned about the COVID, the cooties, more than they are what he's doing, unfortunately. But they're going to use people in the ESPN studios. That could bring some hope to the crib. I'm saying the thing is like, stop, like, stop. Like, everybody, stop showing every essay you like. No, but when you think think about it, you're a personality for a network that kind of own that personality. Yeah. So. If it, if your personality is doing something that is against their brand, especially that Disney brand, at the end of the day, some wild shit. They're, they're gonna do something. But what what show? He's he's just on the jump that YouTube shit. Uh, I mean, it's yeah. on the TV too every day. But what else Eddie, is he on? Eddie does a uh, NBA countdown. I okay, think. so that's his big one then. Yeah. <laughs> that's the big one. <laughs> I was like, wait, where else is he at for him to? I think well, I guess that's a bit much. I, I guess that's a bit much. If you, if you wanna have 
hoes at the crib, smoking weed, chilling, then you shouldn't really do endorsements uh, for family channels. Yeah, you can't. Unfortunate, unfortunately, and then post it. Like you can do whatever you want, but if you are a, I say for instance, me, if I was a um, personality for a brand that I knew that I couldn't do what he was doing, then I would make sure that I wasn't on social media and everybody around me signed a waiver saying that if you put me on social media and I suffer any damages, I'm going to hold you financially liable. So there's. Proceed like you think that Jay and Beyonce don't be out here getting fucked up and shit. Yeah, but nobody can have cameras at their parties. I drop think your phone in the what box. It, what it comes down to too. Sometimes you just gotta have someone on your team who's like looking out for you for as your best bre- interest as the breadwinner of the group. Unfortunately, that in the video, all his people was with the bitches too. So. <laughs> There wasn't no one there to like stop it. Like, yo, bro, you think he's supposed to be recording that right now? <laughs> like, there was no one there. There was no one there to stop him. He's smoking weed. He has the video. He's like, told other stri- strippers to pull up. And you see, like, his friends in the background with the bitches. So it's like, unfortunately, there should be someone to do that, but there's not someone there usually in most circles of like, yo, no. <laughs> like, I'm focused on the bitches. Wait, focus on your camera. Like this focus on it's all together focus on the bitches. Like <laughs> Yeah, your 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 brain is still out there, like while all this is going on, like you're That's still why I'm club number one. This is all club is in. It's all right now. Yeah. Everyone's in the club saying, I was in the club. That's it that's was what a club movie. Club. <laughs> Look at the movie. I'm not watching a movie. <laughs> There's a time and a place. Like you, there's, a time, there's a time and a place for everything. And the time and place for a public figure is not with hoes and weed. Uh, we can do a follow-up you guys want. We Since we talked about uh, the Joe Budden podcast last week and things going on there, he gave an update saying that him and Rora are actually going to therapy to fix their friendship. Which I is that. Yeah, which is... I never thought, like, friends go to therapy together, but how do you guys feel on that? Nah, and the podcast has been like, going pretty good without them now. They seem to hit their stride. <laughs> I feel like... No. Nah, Yo? I'm a... I, I want Maul and, and Rory back. I never thought therapy for friends. friends. I feel like you just got to terminate the friendship. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's what I do. That's cool. <laughs> but Amir be, be saying the same thing about relationships too. He ain't going to therapy for no relationship. He ready to terminate the relationship. So that's not the therapy person we need to be talking to. Yeah, don't talk to me about it because I'm good. <laughs> I'm good over here. I may have a little anger issues, but fuck the bullshit. Best advice I ever had. Y'all ready for it? If it look like shit, smell oh. like shit. Oh, here we go. Guess what it is, my friend. I feel like it just had an issue of miscommunication. For the most part. You know, and Rory's an army nigga. He's probably been in his feelings for a while. Joe Budden is low-key army rapper, so he's been in his, his feelings for a little bit. And Maul was just like, you know what? If it ain't, if it ain't, most type of nigga, I feel like he just go off the vibe. If the vibe ain't perfect, I'm not gonna be here. Like I don't want to have to be in the middle, so I'm gonna be out. Period. Yeah. And I feel like that's probably how it went. And I think also Joe does stay and talk kind of a little bit reckless. Like some people do have a uh, you know pension of like being like talking real reckless, and sometimes Joe does, but it's never anything where it's like crazy. It's just like I think Roy, I think Roy just is just too worried about how he looks. Sometimes people, but sometimes that shit can get old. Like, imagine having a person who always just talk shit. You see what I'm saying? That shit would build up for me because I'd be like, "Yo, why you keep fucking picking on me, bro? 
Like for real, like that shit is really starting to get on my nerves. Oh, everybody me. does that. Yeah, everybody. I would be so. I'd be so upset. I would be upset, and then I don't even know if therapy. I don't even know. I would be like, bro, you're gonna have to pay for it. Like I don't, because I feel like the therapy aspect is coming from like, hey, we have this business thing going on, and maybe it's maybe it's mutual. Maybe they both said, hey, we're friends. Let's go get therapy so that we can fix our friendship. But maybe there's a business aspect to it, to where therapy is the only option for fixing the business relationship and maybe their friendship will rekindle from the therapy which will make the business flow again um well, y'all got anything else you want to talk about or I mean, have y'all been keeping up with the trial oh uh, george floyd well, let's make sure we call his name the guy that killed him is Derek chauvin, Derek chauvin. i met the prosecutor he's uh nailed it out of the park i think um ahead of all the emotional stuff because they have people telling you like what they saw and that he knew that even people walking by knew that it was excessive but when you had his 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 um his like comrades and his uh employee i mean not his employees but his uh, co-workers yeah, saying that, yeah. that it was excessive yeah um and that they've never seen anything like this I think I, what what can the defense say after that? Like that's other officers. They were trying to give that he was excessive. It was. It's not even the other officers. Like I've literally been watching it live. Um, there is uh, first responders who's like, I got there. He was unresponsive. He was still kneeling on his neck for a while. And then they'll talk about if somebody dies from an overdose, how do their pupils look? Pinpoint. What's his pupils pinpoint? Like the, prosec- the, the prosecution is doing a very good job of just like pointing out all the experts that were in the area and their opinion about how this was pretty much killing him versus uh what they're trying what the defense is trying to put into place so um i definitely think that it's interesting i'm hoping that we get some um type of conviction out of this this would be great um for america um but i'm not quite sure what did the what did the prosecutor tell you at the beginning this shit is it's almost impossible to prosecute oh um, a a police officer in america Yeah. yeah That's wild. And then Look, they even they even took it down from murder one to what? <clears throat> aggravated a, a s- No no no. They have attempted murder, um uh third degree murder because they're, degree. they're they're putting on the table that it was intentional now. Yeah. So the second murder. What'd yeah. you say? Second degree murder then. Second okay. degree. Second degree. Well, That's the, what they have the, on the part, that got, the part that got me is when uh, that mixed martial artist guy, I had to look yeah. up his name, da- Donald Williams. He said he had to, he called, he got there, he called the cops on the cops, and on the line they played it. He was like, I'm witnessing a murder, a police officer is choking the guy out. Mm-hmm. And like, even the police dispatcher called the police yeah. on the police like a lot of people and that's another thing like a lot of people were calling the police on, on the, the police. police that day it was the dispatcher because she said that she was watching it on the videos the street camera and she was like is it frozen like why hasn't he moved yet like this has been going on for a very long time so she thought that the police i mean the cameras were frozen yeah. in the area and so there was even a lady dressed in regular clothes she was on the news yesterday she was just in regular clothes but she was really an emt 
and she was like look i am an emt like he is not responding let me give him some help and they were just like nah bro nah nah so there's a lot of people that was just in the area that witnessed this killing um and they have a lot of evidence against him but since you since you watched it all i didn't see the defenses case at all what is the defense saying trying to blame it on the fact that george floyd had drugs in his system they're trying to they're trying to paint the picture of him being violent and the violence that he exuded is the reason why they had to use excessive force and they're trying to use the emts as a way to be like hey we had to keep him pinned down until the emts got here because for some reason they uh brought up um ketamine and how he was like, did you bring ketamine to the scene? And he was like, yeah, we brought ketamine to the scene. Don't you, don't you usually bring ketamine when somebody's acting crazy and you know he was under the influence and they were trying to paint the picture of the EMTs, him being restrained until the EMTs got there because the drugs made him crazy. But nothing that the EMT said aligned with their story. He was just like, look, when I got there, he was unresponsive. When I got there, I had to ask him to get off him so I could start administering treatment. I had to put an IV in his bones because he was so unresponsive trying to get him to come back. Um, so there was a lot of things that just went into place. So him getting off on this would be surprising, but like you said, it's damn near impossible in America. And I, and then the, even the mayor said that as the trial goes on, they're going to increase security yeah, more and more they, every they're day. They're going to have to because they know what the fuck is up. They know they know what the end result, excuse me, most likely is going to be, and they're preparing for the outrage that is going to happen, not just there, but across the country, and the 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 boycotts and the riots and the protests for George Floyd when he died was worldwide. So oh, God, I can't mentally go through that again. America, America is at a is at a point right now where they can't crumble this. I cannot go through that again. Because There's no way. So many other countries. Like, cause you know, right now, like we're also like giving citations to China for like their genocide and stuff like that. And China was like, "What y'all got going on? Y'all got a whole trial killing black people on the street." Yep. So like the hundred, the world is watching, right? And America is didn't want to keep their moral, you know, stance on the top of like the world's powers. You know that you know they try to be morally, you know, just you gotta give rights, human rights like that. Then they need to, you know, this is obviously a murder case. It was, you know, he, he murdered him. Even right. even the even the old police police chiefs, you know, other people from like retired police people who've been there for you know fifteen plus years were saying like it was excessive use of force. Yeah. Um, he was like George Floyd was never actually like you know resisting. Like you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like he was he he gave he, he had him in handcuffs early on. He never fought y'all. So if you yeah, have to that was the most striking out. shit to me hearing other officers because usually they're band together, bro. Yeah, they can understand all type of shit. When they, they had that guy and then a whole list of other officers that know him were saying he's it was excessive and this and that. I felt like damn, that's it. Like, well, how can you defend was, that? There was even a testimony, like Sean said, from the what was he a kickboxer no, or a mixed, mixed martial, uh, martial artist? I mean, yeah. he said that the police officer wasn't only kneeling on his neck. But he said that he was shimmying every time that George moved. And he said that's the technique that he's familiar with for getting a tighter grip into his neck. Because every time he moves, you wiggle. And so he can get further and further and deeper and deeper into the suffocation. So I believe that he 100% knew what he was doing while he was doing it. And it's up for the court of law to hold him accountable. Because if not, America's going to feel a pain that it's used to all over again. 
Um, and I just don't think that we are ready for it. We're not mentally at that level. Like we're locked up in these damn houses. Shit's not right. Shit hasn't been right for a while. I mean, we've seen what happened when he died. Yeah. We just couldn't the, handle it. The response that America and the world is giving for these type of uh, disgusting behaviors with where, where we're dying in the streets and it's on live TV, the response is getting more and more loud, not just in America, but around the world. So hopefully that means good things because if more people are acknowledging it, then more people know that some shit has to be changed. And if other countries are out there rallying for us and saying like, yo, we are in support of you guys protesting, then that has some weight too in the international uh, scope of things. So uh, hopefully the, the courts and the judges do what they have to do. Uh, you know, but it is the court, so we gotta kind of expect the worst to happen out of this. But the jury, yeah, the jury, we kind of, kind of have to expect the, what is it? Uh, expect the worst, but prepare for. I don't know. I forgot the saying, but that's kind of that's kind of where we are now. Hope for the it. best, prepare for the worst. You said it, and that's where we are. Hopefully, the best thing is that he gets charged for the death of George Floyd. So. And then it'll make other officers think twice when they're... Yeah, if one gets charged and yeah. the rest is like, all right, all right, then... I think the union is going to respond harder and just try to find more ways to, like, you know... If they, one goes down, if one goes down, they can all be brought down. That's yeah, how they're going to see it. Police unions are too, they're too powerful, man. They're so powerful. That's the thing. I think we need to reform the, the replaced union because they got way too much power, um, too much lobbying power <laughs> across the board. Yeah, and I think unless the, until that happens, then like cops ain't gonna feel no way about people. Yeah, I mean laws will laws will change all that. Yeah, yeah. If we change if we change the amount, I think if we change to the amount of like blue shirt police, like those you know those like patrolmen, like they're the most issue. Like you know you might hear some stuff about like some corrupt um, um, detectives, detectives and investigators. But like police, the policemen on the street, like ninety nine percent of the time, them motherfuckers are like doing some backwards shit because they were afraid of something. Yeah, you know, what I mean? it's just like this shit is so stupid. Like get them niggas off the street then. Like, and then it's not enough training. It's not enough. Uh, it's not enough. You 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 don't have to have much accomplishment in order to be a police officer. What like, is it? The... I, I feel like if you're protecting and serving, you should at least have a four year degree at least. Listen, the, what is it? The UK, right? UK cops don't got guns. Right, True. they don't got guns over there. They they seem to be know. pretty That's good. What special units do. They, they, I feel like cops need guns. You can't do that out here because they, everybody has a gun. Exactly. So <laughs> everybody has a gun in there's, America. There's, there's more guns, guns than sure. people in the country. We see guns as the only answer to tyranny. So, yeah. We take yeah. guns. We just, like, but there's tyranny afoot. We just gotta use those guns on the right people. Then, if we're gonna have all these guns, the Constitution gives us the right to revolt. Uh, if the government is not working for us, if we got the fucking guns, let's fucking revolt and do what we have to do to get shit done. It's in, it's in their Constitution. Careful, careful. That's a that's a mission for the, that's a mission for the dark web. Goddamn. <laughs> but this is the issue too. Is like again, we get we need we need more people to understand our plight and be on our side because whatever happens, the first thing you do is like. And you got niggas in the street with guns. And that's when, like, that's what happened to Black Panther Party. Everybody was against it. Nah, you can't have niggas in the street with guns following the cops. That's what it was. 
because the media was the one putting up the, the, the you know the bad ideas about the Black Panther Party. So was the CIA, FBI. You know what I'm saying? So I think we need to change some minds first, and then we need to get those guns and go and vote. But we need to we need those poor white people. We got we got to get organized. Definitely that's that's our thing. People, we got to get organized. Uh, yeah, we got to cut all this out. Nigga, I'll see how it sounds on play on edit, nigga. <laughs> probably sounds like we're gonna be monitored by the I'll, fucking I'll, CIA. Yeah, I don't want to be monitored. Cut that right off. Go ahead and yeah, monitor. Go ahead and wrap this up. We are already being monitored. You're absolutely right. And then, and then at this point, I'm not even scared to be monitored because it's just like I was thinking. I, it was just today in the car. I was yeah, just you don't like, waste your time with me. I don't do shit. Yeah, I don't do I don't do anything either. I'm straight. I'm I don't do anything. I'm out here chilling. Um, but then you, I don't mind being a example for other black people to go towards a place where we can help protect and you know defend our culture. And bring you need to find our own Wakanda. And I don't mind being a martyr for my um, people if I attain the platform to do so. So at the end of the day, would it be sucky if I became the next like Martin Luther King Jr. or Malcolm X or um, anybody else that was taken away because of their political influence, but whatever I gave to society, I wouldn't mind giving as long as it was influential enough um, to warrant me being taken out. So y'all can come for me if y'all want to, as long as I'm spreading knowledge, I don't care. Thank you so much for tuning in to Black Entourage Podcast. We really appreciate you joining us. If you haven't already, make sure you check us out on Spotify as well as iTunes. Please click the like, subscribe button, and even comment. Every interaction counts. Peace. Whoa. <laughs>